Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to your favorite film is trash. Podcast where we desecrate, defile, debase, degrade, defecate. Whatever your favorite film is, we're taking it, we're doing all those D-words to it. Damn it. As always, I am young person, Eric Truman, and I'm joined, as always, by my main man, Young Eggs. What's up, Eggs? Hey, what's up, man? I'm chilling, man. What about you? Oh, man, I'm I'm great, dude. I'm almost Friday, you know? I just gotta go to sleep first, and I'll wake up. One sleep between you and, and Friday. I'm pretty excited about today's episode because I have a confession to make. All the movies that we've done so far up until this point, I think you and I have both had a bit of a soft spot for them. Can you, is that something you can admit, X? No. Well, I have. Either something that I that I enjoyed or, you know, the cast was black, so I had to root for it just a little bit. But today's film, I have no personal connection to. Today's film is a racist film. Probably one of the most racist mm. I've ever seen. It's uh, Reservoir Dogs. Why don't you tell the people a little bit about it, Eggman? Recorded in Houston, Texas by 10 Clock Productions. Man, it's up there. When you said it's one of the most racist films you've ever seen, uh, it was up there with... um, that D.W. Griffith movie that um, that got remade by a black person recently, um, which was weird. Anyway, it is a it is a very racist film. I'm gonna Google that reference, and you guys can add me laughing and post. <laughs> yeah, but Re- Reservoir Dogs uh, came out in 1992. It was I don't think it was Quentin Tarantino's first movie. I think he had you know a couple other like student film, independent mm-hmm. film type things. This was an independent film. It came out only at a budget of $1.2 million. It grossed huge at the box office with a total of $2.8 million, which is, you know, that's something. That's uh, Infinity War level right there. You know, big shit. Uh, but the film, uh, basically, if you haven't seen it, starts off, it's, it's uh, I don't know, seven, eight white guys sitting around a table. They're talking, they're drinking coffee uh after that they leave the diner they pay the bill uh they go rob a bank it goes horribly and then they all die so it's you know what else would you expect Spoiler you leave, alert, you know. man. oh my bad sorry guys you don't uh, want to see it anyway you don't 
But I mean, it's 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 considered a, a classic film, or at least a cult classic. Uh, it's is the cult the Ku Klux Klan? Somewhat. I mean, I I'm sure is a is a hot dog a sandwich? That's another podcast for another day. Yeah, but I mean, if if you look at this movie, it's it's a low budget, you know, very white, very very male. I, I don't remember seeing a woman in the movie. Uh, the waitress. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, if it sounds boring, then I mean, because it is. It's it's, Tar- it's Tarantino movie. <laughs> Literally, you sit around and you, it's one continuous scene for fifteen to twenty minutes, and then they, you know, and and then in one of those scenes, everybody dies. You know, that's usually how it goes. But uh, yeah, that's that's Reservoir Dogs. Fuck with Tarantino. Another notch in the belt. This movie. Uh, Reservoir Dogs was directed by a young Quentin Tarantino. I, I believe he was still in his twenties uh, when he directed this. Probably late twenties. He looks forty. Yeah, he, you know what he looks like? He looks like um, when he was a kid. He went trick or treating as Michael Myers, and he had the mask on, but he got left in the hot car, and it melted on his face. He looks like he's wearing a Michael Myers mask. There's a as a uh, face. There's a cartoon character whose head is a foot, I believe, which makes his face a foot also. That's what Quentin Tarantino <laughs> looks like. He yeah, it it, it looks very uh, like he's got some joints in there that shouldn't be there. Yeah. But he he's the uh, you know, the uh, auteur um of the day. He he dropped this movie. I can't it was probably a I think it was at Sundance, and you know the rest was history. He's he's been this sought after guy for controversy, uh, you know, ever since ever since the early '90s, and he's he's still doing it, but just in you know less likable ways now. Um, and this this movie introduced us to Quentin Tarantino's affinity for the N word and his strange relationship with black people. So um, reason one is fuck Quentin Tarantino. Just yeah, pretty much. Uh, he's just a weird dude, man. Like he's he he. I've I've seen interviews with him <laughs> where he he gives a he gives a black voice when they ask him about like Obama. <laughs> Don't be stupid. I can't remember what they asked him, but I think he was sitting next to like Samuel Jackson and and he just started talking job. Yeah, he he started uh, sounding like Pookie Bear, <laughs> or uh, whoever uh, you know, yeah, one of know. those guys that was on the on a uh, doggy style skit. But um, yeah, he he's just a, he's just a strange dude, and uh, if you if you think about his history with the movies that he's made, Django, uh, which yes. is basically a, a spaghetti western slave epic um what oh uh jackie brown which is basically a it's a a black exploitation movie not really but it kind of is it's like a a callback to foxy brown and stuff from the 70s mm-hmm. um 
he he's made a lot of very black leaning movies where it's it, and it's odd. I don't know. <laughs> like it, it's you look in his eyes and you can tell that he's like not all there. He's just he's just an unsavory guy, if you ask me. Uh, he kept me like just the knowledge that he had anything to do with this film is what kept me from enjoying it. Just knowing what I know about Quentin Tarantino, um, you know, he almost killed Uma Thurman. I can't forgive anything like that. That's just not all right. Without Uma Thurman, we would have never had um, my super ex-girlfriend, which is a big box office hit where Uma Thurman played a woman with superpowers who breaks up with a guy and then becomes her super ex-girlfriend, as the title suggests. Um, He fetishizes black women. I can't support that. Not my queens, not my sisters. I'm not going to stand for anybody. Disrespecting them. And like I said, he just looked like a foot. Like, I can't... <laughs> I can't consume any type of art. Like, this is a, this is a very stylized movie. You know, the, the slick suits. You know, the the old-timey cars. You know, I think... There were, you know, a lot of very specific choices made. You know, not everybody in the cast is, you know, fucking Brad Pitt. They're not all handsome and square-jawed. You know, they're not oh, all... No, nobody's good-looking in this movie. Random name... Chris Evans, they're no Chris Evans. This is, but Quentin Tarantino, he just takes the ugly cake. That is an ugly motherfucker, man. And he just really kept me from, you know, enjoying the movie. Just being the fact that the opening credits lets me know that it's a Quentin Tarantino joint. That's just not something that I can support or enjoy. Yeah, you look worse than Steve Buscemi. Right, and that nigga just woke up <laughs> all the time. He's never not just woke up. Uh, he is no sleep. Hardest working man in Hollywood. So the second reason that this movie is trash is because the word nigger is said in the movie more times than actual niggers appear. Um, if you do a rewatch and you count... I saw that uh, on Sports Science. Yeah, exactly. John Brink has clued me in a while ago, and now I'm bringing these facts to you. If you, if you go back and watch it, you'll see that the word nigger uh, far outscores the actual nigger. I think it's like something like 741 to 1. Because you can uh, fact check me on those numbers. Yeah, just Monstars, Toon Squad, first half level of, you know, lopsidedness. And, you know, it really affects once I get me. back Once I get back to you on the uh, on the square roots and stuff, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll uh, be able to give you some better context on it. But it was, it was a doozy. Okay, yeah, and remember to carry the hard R, always. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, like, I'll, I'll admit, the first maybe 30 minutes of this movie, I was enjoying it. I'd forgotten all about Quentin Tarantino uh, and his foot face. <laughs> and I was watching it, I was enjoying it, I think I was eating a snack. Um, I was very comfortable. And then, uh, there's a disagreement between Agent Fuckface and Agent Blue or whatever the fuck. I don't care. Um... And then Agent Steve Buscemi says, you guys are acting like niggers. And everybody just snaps out of it. What the fuck? <laughs> I feel like he could have said anything else and they wouldn't have calmed down. He could, You guys are acting like animals. Well, yeah, I'll be a rhino. Shut the fuck up. But once, <laughs> once Steve Buscemi called them niggers. You guys are acting like niggers, black gods. Yeah, you guys are acting like black men. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Everybody just slow down. All right, maybe, maybe he's right. Maybe we do need to relax a little bit. Fuck Quentin Tarantino, man. I know I've said that I like feel you, man. 
five times. But I, need, I think I need to say fuck Quentin Tarantino as many times he's written the word nigger in his life. Because I know in his scripts he writes it out. He doesn't like write N-I dash 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 R. He's writing like N-I capital G capital G E R. Fuck Quentin Tarantino, man. N-Y-U-K-K-H. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, he, yeah Nick, like he's, he's like stick, like he's just putting his, just oomph on it. Fuck Quentin Tarantino, He put man. some stank on it, man. He he really does. He's not shy about it either. And I don't know what Sam Jackson... Is it, is it like Sam Jackson, like, a former Black Panther? Or was it... He was at least in, like, the, the like, um internship program for them, right? I do know he's a he's a uh, six-time uh, N-word screaming champion. Yeah. So it's like, why is he... Like, what... It, what Quentin Tarantino must have, like... He must have, like, his daughter captive or something, like, because he just keeps hanging out with this guy, and he's, like, the most racist dude in the world. I feel like I couldn't get away with calling Sam Jackson a nigger, but Quentin Tarantino could. Like, I don't, I don't understand. That's how Hollywood works, man. You, you gotta, you gotta break down those doors to be able to call Sam Jackson an N-word before Quentin Tarantino. You're right. Do you think Chadwick Boseman can call Sam Jackson Not an N-word? Not a chance. Not a chance. Have they been in a, Have they been in a Marvel movie together yet? No, right? Who? Uh, yeah. Who? Chadwick Boseman and Sam Jackson. Not they haven't appeared on screen at the same time, but I feel like he couldn't I, call I, Sam. I feel like he couldn't call Sam Jackson the word, but Quentin Tarantino could. Probably not, you know, because um, you know Quentin Quentin will say it and then. You know, everybody else that knows Quentin Tarantino is going to ignore it at the party. And then the new people are going to be like, but you just said. And then Quentin's going to go, but we go way back. And then yeah. Sam, you know, doesn't want to be, you know, it, you know, that's you how know, it Sam, goes. Sam's going to laugh and slap his knee with his kangle. You know, how to, you know how it goes. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Eggman, on this N-word controversy? I think it's sad, man. Uh, I didn't think dead nigger storage was funny uh i don't i didn't like when uh when um leonardo dicaprio said it in django uh and you know he just makes he gives me the creeps yeah quentin tarantino you know it wouldn't surprise me if they found like some weird shit at his house you know but i mean (laughs) Not, not that I'm putting rumors. <laughs> I'm not putting rumors out. I but I mean, he—he's just a strange. He's just a strange dude. Like, like his his facial hair, like his jaw. He looks like a foot. And not to get into not to get into phrenology, but it, like <laughs> he's very. He he got like a, a hunched over like. What? Like, just like, are you calling him a ne- Neanderthal? Yeah, I'm not. I didn't. I didn't say that. I did. Yeah. Does this I show mean, have lawyers? <laughs> Who needs lawyers? Uh, he doesn't. He he's not fully, um, not immersed, but like socialized around black people, and it's just it's it's weird. And his relationship to black people in movies is just weird. And I don't I don't know. Like Spike Lee hates him. Spike Lee has a lot of enemies. Um. But like normally, like these days, I don't sign with I don't like really side with Spike on a lot of things, including um, that she's got to have it remake, which is pretty oh, bad. God. Um, yeah, we could do your favorite but, show is trash. Like we'll we'll talk about that later. 
but yeah, yeah. but it's <laughs> it's like when when I'm like a hundred percent on Spike's side, I know something's not right. Something unsafe is going on. Yeah, it, I agree. This is I mean, this is just less about the movie, but more about Quentin Tarantino being like, Ugh, I don't want to be associated with it. What's up, everybody? It's Child the Chicken Social, a.k.a. the producer of Your Favorite Film is Trash. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to follow us at YFFITpod on Twitter, as well as at 10 Clock, where you can find details to the forthcoming YFFIT holiday special. More info soon come. Let's get back to the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Reason number three, this movie's bad. The racist reputation of tarantino drips into his characters and they just all seem really weird like they all different seem like different um generations of racists or just like like they all listen to to different genres of music but they're all racist and they all like got together (laughs) to go rob a bank there's a little sexism mixed in there too pal oh it's a lot you know that they're all you know bound by sexism it does. It looks like a like a fortune chat, um, or is it four chan? I don't know. Four chan five hundred. It looks like anime Abby Twitter. Are those guys not usually black? Because I I usually assume that they are. I I don't I don't usually assume that they are. Um, there is black anime Abby Twitter, which is completely different. Okay. But uh, but they they just look like um. Like you got Quentin Tarantino, who's like the deranged film nerd racist. Um, I don't remember what his color was. He was Mister something, right? Mister Foot. Mister Foot. Mister Foot fucking face. <laughs> you got uh, Tim Roth, uh, who is Mister uh, Cop. Right. He's English. You got the English racist who like he loves his free health care, but he's racist. <laughs> um. You got Harvey Keitel, who's like, is he, he's like, he's like old, and he, I mean, he, I guess he's like a firefighter in New York or something, based on the accent. And he's not like, he doesn't like hate black people, but he doesn't like black people. Um, You got, uh, who else is there? 
oh, you got you got the dude who like squints all the time. He's like the the squinty racist. Chris, anyway, Chris they Penn? all just they all come off and they like I, I think over half of them say the N word in the movie. At one point or another, yeah. And, well, they they just they're just a reflection of you know the the uh, the the spectrum of racists. You got the old man racist who's cute until he just like says the N word. He's like you know he's he's just like a grandpa who robbed a bank, but he, <laughs> he, but you know he, he he's kind of funny. He's like he's like uh the dude the grandpa that the he made hamburgers for all his grandkids and nobody showed up. And then they were all racist. And he's like, "Oh man!" And then he's like, "Yeah, I got some. Uh, I got some free hamburgers. We'll we'll do it again next week." And everybody come through except for the, you know, the blacks, the riffraff. I'm glad nobody showed up for Grandpa's dinner, but the kids are probably out yeah, doing something he, racist. Like they're probably burning fucking tiki torches or some shit. While you know, they had a dress code. Gramps was grilling at Burger Night. They said they said no jean. They said no long shorts. Okay. No Jordans. Okay. No do-rags. No white tees. Earrings. No earrings. See, I was just guessing. They said no Sean guessing. John. I mean, I guess this dress code makes sense if it was like 2005. Yeah, you know, Papa is old, man. Fuck Papa. His, you know, you start to lose like 15 years off your uh, pop culture references after a certain age. I think That's the most... I think the most Quentin Tarantino flavor of racist in the movie, I think that goes to uh, Chris Penn's Nice Guy Eddie, because uh, he oh, tells yeah. a story in the car of, you know, the black waitress, um, you know, she didn't take no mess. I th- that's how he put it. I would never put it like that. Um, but she didn't take no <laughs> did mess. Did he say it? Did um, he, he said it in a black accent, too? Yeah, he I said it like John with his yeah. phone. Yeah, she didn't take no mess. And while she didn't, I didn't appreciate him saying it like that. But and he the said way it he like just, James Brown too. Yeah, the way he the way he told the story was like with like a hint, like a pinch of horny. Like he was definitely fetishizing this 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 nice lady, and then just like a whole lot of like racism, and that's Quentin Tarantino. Chris Penn is probably racist in real life. Well, he's uh, dead. Well, was he, was sorry. Yeah. You know what? It was crazy when um he died. I think not long after Rush Hour Two was dropped or something like that. But anyway, really, when I turned into I turned into the radio one morning and they said Chris, you know, Chris has died, and I was like, oh, not Chris Tucker. I had oh, to man. Google it, and then I found out it was Chris Penn, and I was like, oh, all right. Was like you could you could easily Google things around the time Rush Hour Two came out. Yeah. I, feel like you'd have to, I feel like you'd have to ask Jeeves. You're you're young, young person. Yeah, I mean, it's I not, remember these it's, things. It's not just the brain. Yeah, you could you could ask Jeeves, but he, he wasn't accurate. Nigga, ask Jeeves never worked, man. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, in a, he's in the house all day making fucking scones. Like, where do you Google, get information Google, from? Ask Google. Bring you like 19 million, you know, results if you do something super specific. You type. The word like Apple in the Ask Jeeves. He come back with 14. <laughs> and they're all they're all about like like bed sheets or something. And you're like, what the fuck is this? 
I think Jeeves tells you what thanks, you need, what you I'll need never to hear, and not what you want to know. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Jeeves knew knew more than I, you know, I I ever could. He is wise in his old age. He's also a fucking butler. <laughs> we don't job shame here on the chick. Uh, the, the your favorite film is trash. It's all the same shit. True. We don't job shame on any podcast under the ten o'clock umbrella. You can take that to the bank. We're cashing your check for your shitty job. Reason for that this movie is a piece of shit. Um, it's just after after they put us through this whole you know mystery of you know who's crossing who and why did the fucking heist go to shit and all that. Like it ends. I mean, there's no way out. Like the police are the place surrounded, obviously because Tim Roth is a is a rat. He's a snitch. He's undercover. Um. So once like nice guy Eddie and Joe basically spell it out. For Mr. Harvey Keitel, he doesn't believe him. Like, why not? Like, all these other guys in the crew, they can be vouched for. Joe, you know, knows these guys. They go back. Joe's worked several jobs with everybody there. And then once, you know, nice guy, Eddie basically spells out, like, no, like, we could trust this guy who's fucking dead. And we could trust this. We can't trust this guy who killed the dead guy to save a police officer. Like, he's he's saving lives. Like, why, why does anybody see this? He's just like, oh, no, 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 you gotta believe me. The, 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 the kid's legit. He's not. He's not fucking legit. And then, and then at the end, he's like, yeah, you know, he was right. I was a cop. And it's like, how how stupid <laughs> do you have to feel? Like, you got played. Like a nigga. Oh, yeah, like a, a hard <laughs> R. He had, to, he had to sink back into the bush like Homer Simpson. Yeah, it's just like. But, <laughs> oops. And then also, like, why did, like, why did Tim Roth, like, admit it the, the police were closing in they could have got him medical t- i mean i guess he's been bleeding for like an hour and a half like i've never bled for longer than maybe like five minutes two but seconds I ima- bro. yeah i imagine like bleeding for that long probably can't be safe he like was bleeding and then he took a nap and then i i never saw him eat anything so his iron had to be low i mean i'm pretty sure you need iron to live that's important right yeah i think so if you lose too much iron, then, like, you know, your veins get rusty or something. True. Big science. Mm-hmm. I remember, I, I do, I remember um, <clears throat> this final scene very vividly, but um, I, have a, I have a different feeling uh, of disdain for it. I, uh, there's a, there's a, a point in the movie where, you know, Tarantino, I guess, tries to make it feel like there's like nobody to root for, and then, you know, there's a cop. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're supposed to root for the cop, but I guess that didn't happen for me. I didn't really um, care about the you know cop. But you know what? That, that that's what makes the movie incredibly white. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 the big that's a big part of it. That's what you know. Yeah, I mean, that's why there's think a about disconnect. It, like, when nice guy he kills him, he's like, he's like, he was gonna kill the cop. He's like this cop, and then he kills him. I was like, yeah, I mean, that was like we all knew it was gonna happen. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not upset. I mean, we knew it was gonna go down. Nigga slices. Like, would you want to? Would you want to walk out of some place without without an ear that you walked into? Probably not. No, right? But like, I need an ear. 
he could still hear things, obviously, but like just cosmetically, I wouldn't feel comfortable maneuvering without an ear. I wouldn't feel, yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't want to be ableist. Oh yeah, but of you course, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, I feel you. I don't want to lose my ear. I love my no. ear. I can like move it slightly. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. And if I if it comes off my head, I can't move it at all. And both of them are pierced. I can't. What, like, what are you? Like, oh, yeah. You went Hollywood. I didn't get a pierced for no reason. You know. True. But man, I, you know, it's it was hard for me to it was hard for me to find some empathy for the cop because when he said he was a cop, I was like, damn, you know. <laughs> now nobody gets any money. You yeah. Know, right, now like, you've got to go to jail, and he doesn't. You know. Yeah. Um, that sucks, you know. It, it wasn't like, oh man, we gotta save the cop life. We gotta keep him from these bad people. It was just more like, damn, you a snitch. Yeah. You 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 you're a buzzkill. All right, now we reach the portion of the show where me and the Eggman we put on our smart smarty pants and we get we sit in the director's chair like the Russo brothers. We're going to fix this movie. Eggman, how would you fix Reservoir Dogs? Man, I would fix it um, basically by having the characters wear the same color suit as their name. Mm-hmm. So that it would be more clear. Um, okay. Mr. Pink would wear a pink suit, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Orange would wear a suit that is orange. Okay. Um, you know, Mr. Blue. Don't tell me you, know. you were a blue suit. Precisely. Um, see, me and you were. I think it would help out a lot. Not if you were colorblind, but for everybody else. I mean, no. Well, I, yeah. I think it, it would have definitely helped me follow the movie a, a lot better because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think I, I know Steve Buscemi was Mr. Pink only because he complained about it. Right. First of all, that's just like that's just <clears throat> hyper masculinity at its finest, you know. Pink is a gender yeah, color. You know, um, I buy pink stuff all the time. Just put them, put them in some nice uh, uh, Aaron Hall suits. Steve Buscemi, he had the opportunity to rob that bank, well, rob that diamond store, and then raise awareness for breast cancer, and he just completely stepped over it. Um, I can understand like that it's not a cause that maybe personally affects him, but you know, there's millions out there um, could have benefited, you know, from a profile, high profile diamond heister you know saying you know in between you know put the money in the fucking bag also put some money in the fucking donation jar for breast cancer you know right portion of the proceeds a port yeah a portion of the proceeds of this heist go you know to breast cancer i bet people would be a lot more willing to run their pockets right you know if the neighborhood, you know, if Debo were to say, hey, man, mm-hmm. give me give me what you got in your pockets. I'm not going to keep all of it, though. So <laughs> 10% gonna, of this is going to go to charity. 10% of this. 10% of your grandma's watch that you stole from her anyway is going mm-hmm. to John exactly. Hopkins. My suggested edit for this movie, I would just make the entire cast black. I'll let Spike Lee direct it. The aforementioned Spike Lee. Um, right. 
Um, you got people get shot and then they sit on the little trolley thing on the. Uh, yeah, yeah. As you like make your way into the warehouse or whatever. Yeah, on the dolly. Um, I think my cast would be obviously Sam Jackson. Um, I guess I would put him in the Harvey Keitel role. Um, mm. Eddie Murphy. This would be Eddie Murphy coming hot off of Boomerang, right? Um, yeah, same time. Yeah, same time. Uh, really showing the range, you know, suave playboy in one movie, and then you know, uh, bank robber in the next. Like, you know, I, I think that was, you know, this was really the kind of meaty action role he was looking for in the early '90s. Um, and I think yeah. this would have been it. This would have been great for him. Who else was black and alive then? Um, that's a great question, Eric. Bernie Mac. Uh, oh, Bernie, Bernie Mac would be a Bernie good Mac one. would be good. Um, maybe a young Chris Rock. Perhaps, yeah. Perhaps I don't. I don't think he had the clout just yet to carry. You know, such oh, a role. Oh, he was. He was. He had a. Uh, he had CB four. Oh yeah, no, okay, that yeah, might have right, been the next year. But mix. he was in. He was in Boomerang too. So. Yeah. Okay. And then so with that, um, you know, with my main suggested edit, I have you know kind of a one that kind of goes along with that. I would just change every hard R in the script to a to an A. Doesn't that That's, make a movie? It makes sense. Infinitely better with black people just saying nigga in a warehouse for an hour and a half or however long it was. Yeah, sounds like my barbershop. Hey, oh. <laughs> ah, yes. The barbershop. Staple in the black community. All right. That about does it for this week's Your Favorite Film is Trash. Also, happens to be the season finale of season one. <gasps> I know, right? Crease up on you, man. No, we did a, you know, we did a limited run. You can compare it to like a HBO uh, season or something like that. You know, keep, yeah, keep one or more. You know, but quick sprint. If you do happen to want more, we're taking suggestions for season two. What movies you want to see? What maybe segments you want to hear? Um, anything like that. Uh, if you have any suggestions, you can send those to at yffitpod on Twitter. You send it to uh, yffitpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, spell it, nigger. Yeah. Doing my best here, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of fun this this uh, season. Me Can't too, man. Up. Yeah, man. It's been a pleasure. It has been. Sitting with yeah. you and just discussing why movies are bad. And what we could do to fix them because we're so much smarter than everybody else. Isn't that right, X? Man, are we? Aren't we? I don't I'm in the second one. I'm in the second one. Are we not? Blackie. Are we not? As always, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Eric Truman underscore. You can find the reviews I've written for your favorite trash on SinclockProductions.com. You can also find the Eggman's reviews. Isn't that right, X? Pal? Yep, on that very same website. And where and can they find me on, you on the Twitters? Way ahead of you, buddy. You I'm are. at J O S P R U I L L. I'm main man John Lee. YP, man. Like I said, that wraps it up. Thank you guys, you know, for coming to listen to us talk about these terrible, terrible movies. It's Ed, been, it's been, it's been fun. It has been. I've loved every minute, every second. All right, see you guys soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.